Welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. We believe in being real about what the Bible says, simple in how we convey it, and intentional in how we pursue Him. Well, thanks, worship band. Y'all kind of uh, set me up for some uh, something, some like some high shoes to fill, some big shoes to fill. That's pretty good. Give them a hand if you don't mind. That's good stuff. So uh, this week. Uh, Chase asked me to uh, to speak, and I, I said, "Yeah, okay, I'll do it." Um, but what he didn't know is I was going to use the story to kind of uh, just talk about um, our relationship. Uh, we're brothers, and um, yeah, <laughs> we're brothers. If you can't really see it, uh, we do look a little bit different, a little bit alike. But um, so, whenever we were um, living in Ufala before he came off to school. Uh, if you know anything about Chase, he can't order pizza to save his life. So uh, I can't remember what kind of day it was, but our parents weren't home, so me and Chase were on our own for uh, for lunch. And he was like, "Oh, that, that that's great. We can. Uh, you want to sh- like order pizza?" I was like, "Yeah, that sounds fine." And um, he said, "Yo, know, I'll call it in if you go pick it up." And I was like, "That sounds like a good deal." That's what he always wants to pull. He always like, "I'll just make the phone call and you can go get it." Um, but he, he's, he made the phone call, and um, they said it'd be about 10 or 15 minutes. I said, okay. Um, so I, you know, I kind of waited around a few minutes, and then all of a sudden, uh, I hopped in my car. <laughs> Chase is already laughing. Um, I, hopped in, I hopped in my car and uh, go to the place where uh, I thought he called it into, which we agreed on. And I get there, and um, I'm like, hey, I'm here to pick up a, a carryout order for, uh, for Haney or, or Chase. Okay, let me look, and uh, I was kind of confident at that point that uh, it was uh, going to be there. And then he's like, um, "We don't have a, a pizza that has that name on it." And I was like, "Well, okay, uh, we called we called and ordered it, so it has to be here." And uh, the dude, I, I knew the dude at the time, and he, he went through like the phone and was like, "Well, what what's his number?" And like kept looking through the phone. I was like. Uh, I gave him the number, and he was like, yeah, he didn't call here, so I was just kind of confused, and I was asking for something that they didn't have, and uh, so it, I, I went outside, and I called Chase, and I was like, they're like, Chase, did you, <laughs> did you call this pizza in? Um, he was like, yeah, I did. I was like, you called it into this place, and I was like, okay, and I was like, well, just look, because it says they didn't, you didn't call them, and uh, he looks on his face, like, ah, oh, man, I called into a different place. <laughs> So Chase sent me to one place to go pizza, and he called it into a different place. And um, before I came back to uh, to school this semester, um, Chase came early, and so that he was having some friends over to watch the uh, national championship. And uh, he made an online order for some pizza again. And y'all probably heard this story. He's probably told you this, but uh, he, he made you know he made the order and. Yeah, it was a bigger order, so he it, it took 20 or 30 minutes, and um, he waited, and uh, he sent some people to go get it, and it wasn't there either. So Chase just has a tendency to order pizza to the wrong place, so he ordered it to Pizza Hut in Eufaula, not in Troy, so it's hard to eat pizza that's an hour away from you, so uh, we brought... We brought, I brought that pizza back for him, so at least he got to eat it, but it was, it was kind of an awkward phone call whenever he called my mom. I was like, hey, we, we got some, we, we ordered some pizza, and it just, it's in you fall, and 
it, no, it, she wasn't that upset. It was just kind of like, well, okay. And he was like, to try and make it better, he was like, well, I already paid for it, so you just got to go pick it up. But it was just funny. So, uh, yeah, me and Chase are brothers, and, you know, uh, we, we were close, you know, all the way in Alice. I have a good brother. He's uh, a good role model and somebody I look up to. But, uh, aw. Um, but, you know, as, from that story, you can also tell that I'm from Ufala, and uh, if you, <laughs> yeah, lots of people from Ufala, but if you uh, see me around Pursuit, around Troy, you probably see me with Shelby, that's my girl, so. Oh. <laughs> there we go. So, uh, that doesn't really have anything to do with, like, what I'm going to talk about. Um, I was just kind of just going to let you know a little bit about me, and um, since Chase asked me to speak, I at least get to, to say something funny about him. So, um, we're going to open up the, the scripture, and um, it's gonna, we're going to be in John chapter 9, um, verses 1 through 11. There we go. Okay, John chapter 9, verses 1 through 11. It says, As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happens so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Verse 6. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man he used to sit and beg? Some claimed that, that he was, and others said, No, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted and said, I am the man. How then were your eyes open? They asked. He replied, The man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. So, so up to this point, in uh, the end of chapter 8, uh, Jesus w- was talking to some people in, in a village, and uh, they were kind of getting upset with him. They, they thought he was demon-possessed. They, they didn't really believe in what he was saying. Um, and so at, at that point, they decided they were going to pick up some stones, and they were going to try and, and stone him, but... Uh, he escaped and he uh, he went he just went away and he he came to this village where he where he found that blind man and um, they were just upset that that he was teaching the truth of the way things should be instead of the way of the rules and everything that led up to the Old Testament of the rules and um, the Jewish faith saying okay you have to do this and this and this and um, as Chase always says you know, Jesus came. Uh, not to make it more complex, but to make it more simple. And, and they were kind of upset because it was like, it's, it's that simple, and, and they just couldn't understand it. So um, I'm just going to br- just go through these verses and j- just try and break them down because whenever I was reading through it, I was like, you know, each verse, it, it just has so much meaning that I can't just skip over one and say, oh, well, you know, in, in verse 3 we're going to talk about this. We're, we're just going to go through each verse and, and just kind of talk about it. So 
in verse 1, Stephen, you have to put him back up. I'll read him out. In verse 1, it, it says, As he went along, he saw a blind man from birth. And so obviously, this man couldn't see. He, he, he can't see now. He couldn't see when he was born. He couldn't see uh, at any point in his life. And uh, so when, when you can't really see, uh, they say your other senses are kind of... Uh, or better, so since he can't see, he probably has a little bit better, better hearing than, than most of us. Um, I'm not the best here. I'm, I'm kind of just, uh, I'm, I'm kind of like an old man in that, that sense. I can't really hear that much. You can, you just kind of talk, and I just can't really hear. Um, so if you, if you like, if you come to my apartment, I, really, I usually have the TV kind of loud, and it's not because, uh, it, it's really not because of anything. That's just the, how I can hear it. So um, that, that's just, a little off topic. That's that's kind of just me. Um, so, so but uh, this, this blind man he, he could hear, uh, he, he could hear, hear hear really well. But you know, whenever people saw him sitting on the corner and said he was begging, um, whenever they saw him, they probably didn't go up and speak to him as much. They probably just talked more about him. They, they're probably just, you know saying, oh well, you know that that blind man, you know he's different. There, there's something different about him. He, he, he's disabled. There, there's something wrong with him, and, and he's just not normal. And uh, so this blind man, since, he, since that's all he can hear, that's all he can believe. You know, whenever he, he hears that, he, that he's messed up, that he's disabled, that, uh, that he's just different from everybody else, that, that's all he can believe. Is he's, he probably has that self-doubt in him that's saying, you know, I'm, I'm, not just like it. I'm not like everybody else. You know, I'm, I'm just broken. I'm disabled. I, I just can't see. So there's just something different about me. And so I bet he just, I bet he was just depressed and like, you know, just disappointed with who he was because it was like, man, I, I'm just different. I'm not like anybody else. In verse two, his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? When I read that verse, I, I kind of think of, uh, the net the less on netflix now that's where i watched it i lived in church village last year so we didn't have cable so I, all, all i could do was netflix um whenever i read that i kind of think of like gray's anatomy like at a doc like just at a hospital and, and the disciples are kind of like uh, they're kind of like the doctors that are in residency and it's like they just kind of fall around the doctor and it's like oh well, in this room we, we have you know so and so and and they have this this condition or whatever i'm, I'm just kind of thinking like i just whenever i picture i'm kind of thinking like that there's there's like following jesus and like jesus is the doctor and like these got like the the disciples are just kind of like the ones in residence like oh well just ask questions and kind of like oh well okay and just kind of learn more so um you know they, they walk around and, and they're, they're kind of trying to figure out their they ask you know like you know who sinned this this man or his parents that he was born blind um you know the, those doctors and, and those shows well doctors in real life too whenever they uh they try and diagnose something they usually have to go back in the past and say okay well what might have caused it and so i'm kind of thinking uh that, that that's what they're uh that's what they're bringing up it's like well um uh, the reason why this happened was because of these steps that led to it and so uh you know, in, th- in this point, um, you know, here comes, you know, Jesus, he's going to come like with the diagnosis, like, okay, like those are good questions, but they're, they're, they're not ro- They're just wrong. You know, th- that's not what it is. So in verse three, it, it says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, says Jesus, but this happens so that the works of God might be displayed in him. So he wasn't blind by mistake. He, he, he was blind for a reason. Um, you know, it's not because of uh, the sin that his parents had committed or a sin that he had committed that he was born blind, but he was born blind so that uh, that miracle could take place, so that uh, this story could be told, so that uh, believers, could, so that we could believe in that. 
So, uh, you know, some of us today, we're, we're just kind of like the blind man. You know, we think we're, we're made with not normal features, um, like being, you know, short or, you know, having a, a big nose or uh, some people like monkey arms, you know, like uh, some, of those, some of those basketball players, they have just monkey arms. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, when God made you, he made you the way he wanted. And he made you how he wanted you. You see, when, uh, when people try and, you know, hit at those areas that we're self-conscious about, that, uh, that we're not as proud of, where we think we're flawed or we're disabled, like the blind man, or we're, whether we're being short or have a big nose, you know, people try and take jabs and they try and, they try and hit at those points because they know that that's where we're weak, that's where we are hurt in. And the reason why those, those jabs and those punches and those hits, you know, the reason why they hurt is because we hear them and we believe them and we believe them. But th- that's, not, that's not how it is. We are made different than that. You know, we are made by God and for God. And we are the made he wanted us to be made. The way he wanted us is how he made us. So in in Genesis chapter one, you know, it it says, you know, God made man in his image. So if Adam was made in his image, then you are too. So when people try and take jabs at your your flaws or your, your mistakes, or the things that you're self-conscious about, when they hit you, you can take the punch, but you can just wipe it off because it doesn't land anymore because I made, I made the way that God wanted me, wanted me. And I have a whole lot more pride in the way he made me than the way people prefer me. Ooh. Ooh. Let's go to verse four and five. He says, as long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world, Jesus said. So obviously, this is saying, well, while, while Jesus was in the world, he was that light. But whenever he leaves, whenever he goes away, whenever he ascends into heaven, who's the light? We are. Because we're just like the moon and Jesus is the sun. He shines that light. And the moon doesn't have the light of its own, but it just shines. It's just a reflection of what the sun is. See, while Jesus was here, he performed those miracles. And he had to fulfill the scriptures laid out in the Old Testament. So just to prove that he wasn't just a regular old prophet, but he was the Messiah, that he was the son of God. And then uh, in verse 4, it says, you know, Jesus says, we must do and so when it says we must do, it doesn't mean, well, if you want to, you can do the works that he's called me to. He says we must do because it's important, because it's urgent, because the, the fact that we must do the works of the Father is important. Verse 6, after saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. That's some good stuff. You probably can't get that at the Troy Walmart. <laughs> we'll go to verse 7. That was my joke, so glad y'all laughed. That made me feel good. Okay, verse 7. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. See, this man was blind. He couldn't see. 
and they, Jesus put the mud on his eyes and he said, he said, go. Because in order for the blind man to be changed, he couldn't just sit with the mud on his eyes. He had to go wash the mud off. He had to go to the, he had to go to the pool so, the, so that the mud could be wiped off, so the mud could be washed off. This also tells me that uh, whenever God uh, he tells us to do something, he, he gives us directions to do something, that if we obey that, if we get in the, we just, we're in line with the will that he has for our life, our life, we'll, we'll be blessed because of it. Not maybe because that uh, we'll be blessed and, oh, well, you're following me, so you're going to be rich, or you're following me, so you're going to be famous. No, you're following me, so whenever you're doubting, whenever you question, it's not going to matter because you know the one who made you, he made you that way. And so it just all makes sense. Verse 8 and 9. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, No, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. People couldn't believe what they had seen. Whenever he came back and he could see, they were just awestruck. They, they couldn't believe it. So uh, let's say that, that some of us... We have that mud on our eyes and we go to the pool and we come back and we're changed. You know, it just shows that we have that experience. We had that encounter with Jesus because whenever we went to the pool, we couldn't see. But whenever we left it, we could. So when maybe when they see your success or uh, maybe they see uh, where you'd been freed, you know, there's lots of people that they try and bring you back down to maybe the point where you were unsuccessful or or maybe to the point where um, you're now free and they bring you back to the point where you're still in chains. Or, or maybe when we had gained our sight, they try and pull us back to when we still couldn't see, when we were blind. So what was crazy about that was when, it, when the blind man came back and uh, couldn't see, when he, when, he could, when he could see, when he could see, he came back and the people weren't rejoicing. They weren't happy for him. They weren't saying, that's amazing. That's crazy. That, that's awesome. That sounds like some fake friends to me. And some of us are like that blind man. We got, we got some fake friends that whenever we go and have that encounter with Jesus and we come back, they're not happy for us. They try and bring us back to the point where we were still blind. Verse 10 and 11. How then were your eyes open, they asked. He replied, the man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and then I could see. You see, in, in this passage, you know, Siloam is more than just a pond. Siloam is a faith. It, the Greek translation of Siloam is sent one. Is sent one. So whenever Jesus tells the blind man, go to Siloam and wash, He's not saying go to the pond and wash. He's saying go to the sent one and be washed. Go to the Jesus who was sent and be washed clean. See, the only way that, that we can get the mud off our eyes is if we go to Siloam. If we go to, if we go to the sent one, if we go to Jesus. So I got, I got three quick points and, and the bank can come back up. So the first one, just to kind of recap, just to summarize what we talked about. The way God made you is better than the way people prefer you. 
You know, God made you the way he wanted you, so be confident in that. Because if you're not confident in that, you're going to let people tell you that you're not good enough or that you're disabled or that, that you're just different, that you're strange, that you're weird. If, if you value what people say about you, you don't have a lot of value. But if you, if you believe and you have the identity in what God says you are, you're priceless. You're priceless. The second point. Yeah, man, y'all come back up now. I'm, I'm almost done. The second point, be the light. Be the light. In verse 4 and 5, it says, As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. And while I am in the world, I'm the light of the world. You see, you have to be the light now because it's urgent. You know, we don't know when, when that night, <clears throat> excuse me, we don't know when that night will come. And Jesus will return because it says no man will know when, when he is coming back. So we don't know when the, dark, when the darkness will come and whenever we won't, we won't be able to shine the light anymore. So it's now. We must go. And the last one. The only way to get freedom is to go to Jesus. The only way we can get the mud off our eyes is to go to the sent one. We must go to Siloam and wash. Because there's some of us in here that, that have the mud on our eyes. You see, we, we can't see because we haven't had that encounter with Jesus yet. We can't see because we let people define who we are and not let God say who we are. So we got to go to Siloam. We got to go to the pond. We got to go to Jesus, to the sent one. So he can wash that mud away. So we can see clearly. Because when our eyes were closed, we were in sin. But when our eyes were open, we were living for Jesus. So the last thing. Jesus is all about opening our eyes to see. To see is to understand that God does not inflict us with problems or health problems because of the things we've done, because of the sins that our parents may have committed or the or the sins that we committed. But to see is to cease using denial as a way of ignoring what is actually real. To see means to live in grace instead of rules that keep us in the dark, instead of keep us with mud on our eyes. To see is to experience the acceptance of Christ, which is a whole lot greater than the rejection of others. Let's pray. That's right. That's good. God, just in this moment, I know there's some people in this room who are still blinded by the mud, who still can't see because they haven't had that encounter with you. God, we know that you're here, and we know that if we take one step to you, you take 99 steps towards us. And if that's not love, I don't, I don't know what it is. So God... Help us to get the mud off our eyes so we can see what you have for us, so we can see what you want for us. God, we know that in all things you work together for our good. And we can rejoice in that. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. Help us spread the word by rating and sharing this podcast.